have your Bibles tonight. Turn with you, would. We're going to finish up the book of Galatians. Next week, we'll start Ephesians, the beginning book of the prison epistles, where Paul was in prison and he wrote those books. And Galatians was the uh, doctrinal book. Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians were the prison epistles. I want you to notice Galatians, do a little bit of review. Remember, Galatians was written for two reasons. It was number one, that there would be nothing added to the gospel. Uh, You didn't have to work for salvation. You didn't have to do things for salvation. Uh, Very clear uh, that it's not something that uh, you had to be circumcised. You uh, You had to do things of the law. Uh, For the law shall no flesh be justified. Look at Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 16. Uh, Really the key verse to the book, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified speaking the clearest part portion of the theme of the book of Galatians. But then you'll notice another theme popped up, another question. Okay, you get saved by faith, but you kept by works. So then notice, if you would, in verse number three of chapter three. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Uh, so you'll notice, he says, in verse number two, this only would I learn of you, receive you that spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So the idea is in verse three, okay, you get saved by faith, uh, not by works, and you're kept by faith, not by works. And so uh, there are times whenever maybe our children are uh, in trouble and they don't feel like they're very good members of the family. Anybody ever been like that? You know, you're, you're, as you're growing up, you got in trouble and you felt like, man, I'm not a very good pitman. I, I'm just not a very good one. And, and uh, that's never the truth because being a member of the family is by blood. And so that's permanent. So being a member of the family of God is by the blood of Jesus Christ. You may not feel like a good member, and that happens to all of us from time to time when we've stubbed our toe on sin, But the idea is that the old devil comes and he says, are you sure you're saved? Are you sure you, and he begins to question us because of our sin. And God the Father wants us to understand that we are always his children because he loves us and the blood of his son has washed away our sin. So those are the two main things. Well, then notice over in chapter five, if you would of Galatians, then chapter chapter six, I'm sorry. Uh, Chapter six is really sort of a, a, a simple uh, post-log of, of kind of putting in uh, some things that the Christians, once you've been saved, need to be careful of. So you'll notice he says, if, if a person's overtaken in a fault, verse one, you've you got to love them and, and restore them. Well, then now notice verse number seven, a very famous verse, but I want us to take a look at it from two angles. Verse seven, be not deceived. Don't let the old devil mislead you. Deceive the word planao. It's for uh, putting out a, a breadcrumbs that go underneath a box with a stick under it and you've got the little string. And How many of you have ever tried to catch a bird like that or something like that? Well, I did. 
It didn't work, but I tried, okay? And so I lead them, that's this word, panao, be not deceived. Don't be misled into believing something that's not true. And notice what he says, God is not mocked. You can't change, you can't make fun of God and his principles. You can, but they're always the same and they always work. So notice what they are. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So the principle is what you plant seeds doing, those are gonna come up. It's two ways. Verse 17 of chapter five, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Now notice verse eight, he gives us clearly of chapter six, clearly what he's speaking about. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. So if you think thoughts, you dream about things that are out of bounds according to God's law. You dream about how you could steal something for somebody. You dream about how you could get a different husband or a different wife or different parents. You dream about something that God has expressly forbidden. You're sowing seeds to the flesh. And it's going to come up. It's going to come up in discontentment. Notice if you would in verse 17 of chapter 5. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And notice if you would. And the spirit against the flesh. There's a battle going on in your heart. When you sow to the flesh, you have the Holy Spirit in your heart and he's trying to get you to do what's right and now because you're sowing to the flesh, you're thinking thoughts, you're wanting to do things that are not right. Notice he says, verse 17, the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, these are contrary one to the other. One is spiritual and right, one is unspiritual and wrong. So notice what he says, so that you cannot do the things that you would. As long as we are sowing to the flesh, they're going to come up. Uh, we may, uh, that, that's the way there have been a lot of churches where someone has stolen money from the church, a treasurer or someone that had complete control of the money. Uh, here we try to have a, a lot of breaks where it's virtually impossible to take the money uh, that the Lord's given to us. And, and so, uh, for instance, I, don't, I, I sort of approve a lot of things according to the budget that you've all voted on, but I don't sign any checks. And so uh, we've got somebody that signs, that writes the checks and sign, writes the checks, but we got different people that sign the checks. So no one person can write a check and sign it themselves. And so when the banker came, he really liked the setup. Now it's more trouble to get a check signed. Uh, the other night I needed a check for, I forget, someone that we had forgotten that was here. And um, uh, we, we got the check and, and I said, hey, I, I need this check. Oh, it was for, for a speaker. And we needed a check for them. We had I'd forgotten to get one. And so I had to get so, go someone to write the check. And then I had to track down one of the three check signers to sign the check. And they stayed around for 30 minutes waiting for the check to be able to get here to sign it. Um, so the idea is that we put things in place in our lives that would prevent us from doing things that are wrong. 
don't have lunch, spend a lot of time with someone of the opposite sex if you're married. Uh, don't do things that you, it causes your heart to compare uh, your husband to another man or your wife to another woman or, or your children to other children. You have to be careful not to sow thoughts to the flesh. Or I, I wish I had that car. Well, that car is so cool. I, I just wished I had a car like that one. And so the more we think about it, we get in our car, it's just not the same. Uh, the floor mats are messed up, just a little dirty. It just doesn't run the same. You know, We get discontented because we've been sowing to the flesh. Now, notice if you would, <clears throat> verse seven of chapter six, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. It's a law of God. What you think about, if you think about things that God doesn't want you to think about, those things are gonna come up in your life. And you're gonna make some terrible mistakes down the road. You're never gonna be happy. Contentment is from the Lord. Notice if you would, in verse number, uh, verse number 19, now the works of the flesh are these. He tries to help us or manifest which are adultery. There's thinking of the people that we should not be thinking about. Fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Well, I wish that, how many of you ever seen the beer commercials on TV that, that make it sound like everybody's having a party of their life, you know? Uh, but they don't tell you about all the people who lost their marriages because they, 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 they drank. They don't tell you about all the, the women battered shelters because of that. They just show you the, uh, the, the glamour of it. Well, he says here, uh, lasciviousness. Um, notice this, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath. We think about it. If somebody does it, I'm going to cloud it and rain all over them. How many ever heard that statement? I'm going to cloud it and rain all over them. I'm going to lose my temper and make them, uh, make them where they, they'll get in their place. Well, he says, if you think about that much, you may end up doing it. So he says, wrath strife, seditions, heresies, envyings. If you envy someone. <clears throat> now, I kid Brother Scott about if I could just trade vocal cords with him, be cool. So one night he goes to sleep, I'll slip over there and replace vocal cords. Uh, I can't think about that. You know, you, the, Lord's, the Lord's given us what we've got and, and we just have to rejoice in the fact that I can still speak. I can still sing from my heart and no one can stop that. But the more I think about it, I, I just long for heaven to where I can sing like the Lord would be pleased with. And so I know this, he said, a joyful, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So I fit in that category, I can do that. I just don't have the confidence to really sing like I um, you know, for people to hear. And so, you know, you can be envious of certain things people can do, certain talents people have. I'm envious of the fact these IT guys can fix a computer. All I can do is throw mine in the trash and say, Drew, I need another one. Doesn't work. Um, I get a little envious of people that can do certain things and have to back up and say, okay, Pittman, be happy with what you can do. Stay in your lane. Do what you can do. So I notice here, look if you would, in, in verse, number, uh, verse number 22, then there's the opposite that we can have. 
look at verse, keep your finger in verse 22, but look at verse 8, second part. But he that soweth to the Spirit, this is Galatians 6, 8, shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. You're going to reap the joys of everlasting life here on earth. Contentment, uh, happiness, uh, uh, patience, the thrill of serving. Now, notice if you would in verse number 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, that which you've sown to the Spirit, this is what comes up. When you yield your heart to the Holy Spirit and say, I want to do what you want me to do, just give me the right thoughts, give me the right steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. We have to let the Lord guide our steps. Well, notice what he says, the fruit that which comes up when you sow to the Spirit. I'm going to think good thoughts about people. I'm not going to allow the bad thoughts to happen. How many of you know what I mean by that? You, you, you can think thoughts about other people. Uh, you know, well, I can't believe they did that. I, I don't know what their problem is. We can think those thoughts, but he says, when you think right thoughts, notice, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. When you think about things that are right, you become more long-suffering and patient, less irritated. So when you think good thoughts about your wife or your husband, boy, he does this really well. He is a blessing in this area. My husband is a blessing in this area. My wife is a blessing in this area. Boy, my children are a blessing in this area. You can always find something wrong with your kids. And you can always find something right with your kids. You can always find something wrong with your husband or your wife because we're not perfect. But when you sow to the Spirit, notice what it says, long-suffering gentleness. You can put up with a lot more. How many of you heard you're getting on my last nerve? How many of you ever heard that? Okay. Well, if you sow to the Spirit, your last nerve is way over there. Notice what he says. Goodness, faith, meekness. I like this one. Temperance, self-discipline. When you sow to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives you a discipline that you can do more and take more that you never thought you could. In other words, he grows you. Now notice, if you would, in verse number nine. And let us not be weary in well-doing. Now, just a few things about weariness. <laughs> the original word here is to be utterly spiritless. I, I just... How many of you ever just got up in the morning and said, I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if I can get up and go to work this morning. I just, oh, I'm just exhausted. Well, utterly spiritless is whenever you don't do the things that day that you ought to do because you're just gone inside. Weary. Your spirit, your ability to get up and do things is gone. Um, you call in sick when you're not sick. You just don't want to go in. You go in and don't do a good job because you're just not thinking about it. Notice if you would, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The Lord Jesus encourages us and says, keep going to do the things that you ought to do. 
If there are things in your life you ought to do, get up this morning and think right thoughts about your husband, about your wife. Think right thoughts about your parents. No, they're not perfect, but think right thoughts about your parents. Notice with me if you would, number one, we can get weary if we're doing too much to maintain it. All of us have an ability to do things. Some people can do a little bit more. Some people can do a little bit less. Their strength is different. All of us are different. Our mental strength, our physical strength. I, I remember uh, one time there was a piano and, and uh, my father-in-law, previous father-in-law was gonna uh, get, take this piano up to the second floor so his family can play it. Uh, uh, and, and so I remember thinking, how's he going to get that piano up those narrow stairs? So he got somebody from work. He's a bricklayer, a brick tender. And this guy was about 5'8", about 250, 60, maybe 270. Big brother. got barely go up the stairs. He just said, okay, somebody get that, that piano on the other end. So two guys got the piano on the other end. He got down at the bottom of the piano, picked it up, and walked up the stairs and never put it down. And all of us went, boy, wouldn't it be nice to be strong like that? But I'll never be able to do that. We're built different. We're made different. And so I can't sit around, well, I wish there was like that. I wish there was this. Or I can ruin what God can use me to do. And so he says, don't be weary in well-doing. For you'll reap if you keep doing right. If you keep thinking right and you keep talking to people right and encouraging people, you're going to reap a great testimony. He that hath friends must show himself friendly. So if you're friendly to people that are not friendly back, uh, last week there was someone at church and I walked up and said, boy, sure glad to have you. And looked right at me and just kept right on walking. Um, just didn't enjoy being at church at all. And I wanted to say, look, I'm sorry, did we say something wrong? But it was he just gone. I have to do what's right no matter what. It doesn't matter what somebody else does. I control me, and I can't get weary doing what I should do. Uh, notice uh, number two, uh, doing, number one, doing too much. You can overload yourself. That's when you have to do enough to where you can maintain it. Number two, uh, doing things that you don't enjoy for an extended period of time. Now, all of us have to do things we don't enjoy. Um, how many of you enjoy cooking? Let me see your hand. How many of you enjoy washing the dishes? Let me see you raise your hand. A lot less. Okay, but it's something we have to do if we prepare for our family. So you have two choices. You can have a bad attitude about it. And uh, about every third night, you can hear a plate fall. <coughs> I don't want to clean that one. <coughs> I don't want to clean that one. And after a while, honey, I need some more dishes. Or you can do like I do. Just go in and buy paper plates and be done with it. Okay. Um, I, I never, I won't forget, uh, I mentioned something like that years ago when Susan passed away, 
that I, I, I don't like to wash dishes, so I just went and bought paper plates. And one person, lady, came over to my house and went into the pantry and looked in there, and she said, you weren't kidding. Uh, what about? You do have plastic forks and knives and spoons and paper plates. I said, yeah. <laughs> and somebody said, after I'd been in the house about four years, how do you turn in a dishwasher? I don't know. I never used it. There's certain things that you and I say, look, I'll do it this way. It may not be the way other people do it, but it's not wrong. It's just, I want to do the things that I enjoy and I'll just make it work. But I'll have a good attitude about it. Now, there are some things that I can remember mowing my grass. Um, you know, I, I, I like land. And so I got three acres. I was very thankful for that. But it took me hours and hours and hours to mow it. I said, Lord, I got two choices. I can sell this house and buy a smaller piece of land, or I can figure out how to mow it, or I can stop complaining with my slow mower. So first, I stopped complaining for about three or four years. And then after a while, uh, you know, I'm out there mowing for four hours. I said, you know, I don't really have time for this. I enjoy mowing it. I like it to look nice, uh, but I, I don't know. And then I got a mower that goes about, 36 miles an hour, and man, it's really wonderful. You put it in gear and done. Mow it in about an hour and 20 minutes. That's okay with me. You have to look at it and say, I'm just not going to go on complaining or in my spirit not being happy. If you do, sooner or later, you'll stop doing it. Number three, you don't take any breaks. Now, all of us, vacations are pretty important. Uh, the Lord said, work and take one day off. All of us have to learn to pace ourselves. You'll get weary otherwise. Notice the next one. Wrong motive. Not doing things for Christ's sake. Everything you do can be for Christ's sake. I'm gonna mow this yard. I wanna make it look pleasing to Christ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wash my clothes. I'm gonna make sure they look pleasing to Christ. Uh, I can look in the mirror. Is my coat pressed? I mean, I can do the iron on it. I, I, can, I can make sure, Lord, it, it, do I look all right? Or you can look for what you're looking for. But if you're gonna, you're gonna get weary doing things you want over time. But if you have the right reason the right motivation, you can go a long ways for Christ's sake and do things you never thought possible if you do them for Christ's sake. Then notice, lastly, and I want you to see this one. This is really important. Take your Bible and turn me if you would. Now remember, verse nine says, let us not be weary in due season, okay? There's a period of time. A season has a beginning and an ending. So there's going to come a time whenever, notice this, we shall reap if we faint not. If you're doing the things of God, if you're doing what is right, 
if you're preparing for your family, sooner or later, you're going to develop a real testimony of being a great cook or being a great mom. And, and you're going to take care of the family. And you're going to develop a, a, a great testimony to your children. Oh, my mom is this. Oh, my mom is that. Oh, my wife is this. And then the joy begins to come into your heart where you say, I can wash those dishes. I can do this. I can mow the yard. I, I can do the things that I ought to do to be a good husband, to be a good wife. But you'll notice, if you would, uh, even when we get do all the things right, there's one more thing we must have. Take your Bible and turn to Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? neither is weary. Notice verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. The last reason is you and I need the strength of the Lord to do the things we ought to do. If we're doing it in our own strength, it won't last. We have to rely upon the Lord. Notice what he says, verse 30. Even the youth shall faint. How many of you remember being young and things you could do that you can't do now? I remember being young, okay? And now you can't do the same things where he says, even the young people are gonna faint. Hey, I've had young people had to had their, be a part of their funeral, you know, because they killed themselves. They didn't rely upon the Lord. They thought the whole world was on their shoulders and they couldn't go on. Well, notice what he says in verse number 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fail. The strongest group of people on earth, age-wise, are young men. 22 to 35. Well, notice what he says. The young men shall utterly fail. Verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. All of us, we need to rely upon the Lord. Lord, would you give me strength for the day? There's been many a time that I've gotten to the point where I said, Lord, give me strength today that I can do what you want me to do. Lord, give me the strength, prepare this message, Lord, the way you want it. Lord, give me strength to, uh, to, to, to do this or to do that. Well, notice what he says. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You need the strength of the Lord to renew your strength. Notice what he says. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. How many of you have ever seen a bird float through the air and say, I'd like to be like that? I tell you what, I've looked at birds and said, one of these days when I get to heaven, I'm looking forward to be able to soar like that, maybe. It just looks so effortless. With the strength of the Lord in our heart, things are effortless. We enjoy doing them. It's a labor of love. But notice this, mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary. You can do things you never thought possible. They shall walk and not faint. Tonight, are you running on empty? The Lord says, come unto me. Are you that labor and are heavy laden? I will give you rest. I want you to notice, tonight, all of us can come to the end and get spiritless with almost anything. 
I encourage you to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I need your strength. Now, if you have your Bible, go back to Galatians. I want you to see this one final thing. And right after that verse, most people don't know the next verse. They've heard the next verse, but they don't connect it. Notice, he says, they that renew their strength shall mount up with wings as eagles. And you keep working, you'll reap if you faint not. Notice if you would in verse number 10. As we have, therefore, opportunity, a season to do something, um, a, a proper time to do something, you have a season to teach a Sunday school class. You have a season to work in the nursery. You have a season to help in the yard work. You have a season to pull cable. You have a season to, to prepare meals for someone that's ill. You have a season to do something. Well, notice what he says. Let us do good to all men. Let's take advantage of being a blessing to others. Notice what the next phrase, especially to them who are of the household of faith. What can we do? That's good to people. We can encourage them. You know, a lot of people have put a lot of effort into this building. If you know certain things they've done, you can go to them and say, I want to tell you thank you for me, for doing this, for doing that. I know you spend a lot of time up here. I want to thank you. Do good to all men. I, I know you've been in the hospital. I just wanted to bring a meal by. We've had it happen to us, just out of the blue. Do good to somebody. A card, to get a card in the mail. Pastor, I really enjoyed that sermon the other day. Or Pastor, I really appreciate this or appreciate that. Man, that's like gas in your tank. It's like, wow. It's an encouragement. Do good to all men, especially the household of faith. That's us to each other. As you have opportunity, you know what you're doing? You're sowing seeds of goodness. And God says, they always come up. Don't let the old devil distract you. They always come up. So if you're good to your mate, maybe they're not good to you because you have an opportunity to be good, the Lord says, that'll come up. And if you have an opportunity to be an encouragement to someone, that'll come up. Tonight, as you have, therefore, opportunity. Everybody in this room, we have seasons. It's not always. There are seasons when you can go fishing. I remember years ago, somebody came up to me this morning and said, Pastor, we, we, we need to go back to Alaska. How many of you went many years ago to Alaska, went on a fishing trip? It was our Sunday school class, we went on a fishing trip. Anybody here that went on that trip with me? Oh, Brother Vince Nikita, yep. Uh, Kevin, yep. That was one of the most enjoyable trips I've ever taken. Um, but I remember this. They said the salmon are running. I don't know what that meant. And they took us up to a river. Do you all remember that? See those? And the salmon right there, I just wanted to get out there in the middle of it and start catching them, put them in my pocket. They were just swimming like crazy. And you take a fish hook, you throw it out there, and you see them go around it. So, wow. But if you had a three-prong hook, you throw it out there and then snag them. There were people snagging them. It's not legal to do that. But it was like, this is the week or two weeks the salmon are running. There are times when you have an opportunity. Do something good the next two weeks. You got a chance. Um, 
Do something good at work the next two or three weeks. You got a chance. Do something good in your neighborhood. Do something good for your mate. You got an opportunity, a season. Don't miss the opportunities of a lifetime. Anybody here have an opportunity to make an investment and you didn't? And you went, oh, I missed it. Well, the Lord says, as you have an opportunity to be a blessing to another Christian, to all men, don't miss it. Because the seeds of right always come up. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be good to people when you have the opportunity. And God says, I'll bring forth fruit. Let's bow our heads for prayer tonight. I'm going to ask the penis to come. And maybe you've had some opportunities. You've missed them. Maybe you've got an opportunity right now to be good to someone that's not being good to you. Could I encourage you to not miss the opportunity? Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, if there's anyone here that's never trusted you as Savior, help them not to miss the opportunity of being born again. Your precious name we pray. Amen. Stand to our feet if you would please. Stand to your feet and we'll sing together a verse of have thine own way, Lord, if you need to come. Just come talk to the Lord. I encourage you. Don't miss the opportunities. So, so, so that which is good. Let's sing together. Notice the words. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am Get weary doing right. That's right, you come right ahead, leave tonight. Purposed to continue doing right. Search me and continue to plant seeds. He that goeth forth and bearing precious seeds shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Wash me just now, as in thy presence, humbly I Just another verse or two, and that'll be it tonight. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power of power, surely. Heads bowed, we'll pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the promise of strength when we're out of strength. Thank you for the promise, dear Lord, if we do right, it will always bring forth fruit. Lord, help us not to forget that. It is a promise of God. The old devil tries to lead us in the wrong way and deceive us. Doing right doesn't pay. Lord, you said doing right does pay, and you'll always pay. Help us to take every opportunity this week to be a blessing to others. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Dismissed tonight. Thank you for coming.